Aaron Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another magical, mindful, maniacal Monday morning, friends, Torch Report 230 take. Today we will be talking about what matters most. This fine Halloween we'll be talking about the spooky implications of global censorship. Ah, <laughs> oh, friends, choices abound, and deciding where to allot our precious time and energy can lead to very difficult choices, which is why I so greatly appreciate this listening audience that you take the time to listen to little old me, your favorite ignorant peasant, to take the time to learn about what's going on, the, the intelligent counter-narrative perspectives that are not being promulgated throughout the spoon-fed propaganda and media apparatus. At any rate, friends... From practical daily decisions about how to get stuff done to broader considerations regarding what's happening in the world at large, there is only so much we can take into consideration. So we must ask ourselves, what matters most? What do we talk about today, you know? Do we talk about the strange circumstances surrounding the attack on Paul Pelosi? Two men wrestling over a hammer and their underwear in the middle of the night? Or do we talk about the socialist shenanigans in the Brazilian elections? Maybe we talk about the, the the terrorist act and the drone attacks on the Russian fleet? Or do we talk about the odd collapsing of a pedestrian bridge in India? Do we talk about Twitter, Twitter, Twitter? What do we talk about? Do we talk about the big red wave? Maybe we should talk about the Republican strategists who are out there saying they expect that Trump will be indicted just shortly after the midterm elections. Or maybe we don't talk about any of it. <laughs> maybe none of it matters. You know, maybe there are more important things. Today I saw a rainbow, friends, just this morning as I looked out the window. It was kind of a gray and overcast morning, but for a moment, a brief moment of clarity, a little blue peeked through, and those glistening sunbeams danced off the raindrops, and ta-da, it was a rainbow. You know, it was not the kind of rainbow that's flying at the library or proudly displayed in liberal yards all across America. This was an actual, real-life, bona fide rainbow created by nature in a spectacular display of what's really real right now. The fact is, friends, the seasons are changing. Happy Halloween! You know, today is the 31st day of October, and it appears that all of the talk about an October surprise was just misplaced enthusiasm as we slog toward the midterms. Republicans like Tiffany Smiley here in Washington state seem poised to upset entrenched Democrat candidates, with nearly 80% of Americans feeling like our country is completely out of control. It appears that independence... Those mysterious millions who tend to reject party platforms, they're flocking to the Republican ticket, and this is fueling the big red wave. Now, that's where it kind of gets interesting to me, friends. All of these independent-minded voters, you know, are these independent-minded voters actively being persuaded by Republican principles, or are they just choosing the lesser of two evils? Are they are they openly rejecting all the liberal lunacy that has been plaguing our great nation or are they simply voting for some semblance of sanity in the midst of all the chaos? I don't know, you know, but underlying all of that are the is the question. Do these people know what we're up against? Do the independents understand the entrenched political establishment is actively implementing the global socialist agenda? Do they understand what that means? 
Do they understand the implications of having an AI-driven global surveillance network that censors dissenting perspectives, an AI that manipulates public perception, an AI that determines the outcome of elections? Is this level of global tyranny even on their radar? <laughs> you know, that's what's going through my mind, friends, because it's spooky. The, the quiet, the, the, you know, this October surprise that feels to me like it didn't happen. There's a lot of things going on, but the, it's, 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 you know, well, underwhelming, you know, of all the things that might have happened. You know what? I just there's this kind of weird, spooky, awkward silence. Things just kind of be kind of going along like it's just a normal midterm election. It's just politics as usual. There's nothing bigger going on here. And I just that doesn't sit right with me. So then I have a question for you. This this is uh, this is really getting at the crux of where I'm going here. Let me ask you, what do the U.S. sock puppet President Joe Biden, the fresh face, the U.K. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, the evil Russian tyrant Vladimir Putin and China's Communist Party chief Xi Jinping all have in common? What do all these guys have in common? Because I'm pretty sure they're not like, you know, going to the breakfast club together. But what do these guys all have in common? And in truth, as it turns out, all of these guys have stood up and applauded the, quote, stunning political comeback, end quote, of socialist Lula da Silva in Brazil. Even as half of Brazilian citizens express valid concerns over election integrity, like, hey, hey this guy did not really get uh, legitimately voted into office. And there's still some question as to whether the far right wing incumbent who just got ousted in the stunning political comeback from the leftist socialist Lula da Silva, they, they don't know if he's going to concede or if it's going to be just like Trump or, or what's going to happen. We don't know, you know, but I think the unanimous consensus of Joe Biden, Rishi Sunak, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping really point towards something we should be paying attention to. And I guess, you know, it's it's possible that their unanimous consent and applause for the electing of a socialist to power uh, that. It seems like something they could agree on, maybe, but it strikes me about as odd as two men wrestling over a hammer in their underwear. It's just strange to me. Come on. All these guys are now, hey, they just set aside all of their differences. And hey, we agree. All right. We got this nice progressive out there in Brazil. It's going to be good for the whole world. But whatever, you know, I'm sure that's just kind of a coincidence. You know, Lula has set so many records in this election. He is now on par with the most popular president ever elected, the beloved firebrand Joe Biden, who is now the official leader of all 54 states in the good old U.S. of A. Friends, in case you missed that, uh, Joe Biden making a mockery of America out there claiming there are 54 states. I put the little video there, nine second clip in the article for those who are checking out the Torch Report on thetorchreport.com. That's, uh, this kind of stuff is not in the articles that are, are pushed out through all the podcasting platforms. So if you want the full deal, you can get it uh, right there at thetorchreport.com. But at any rate, does having a senile old man pretending to be the president concern you? Does it concern you that Joe Biden thinks there's 54 states in the United States of America? Does that bother you? You know, How about the Chinese connections to the current administration. Does that bother you? You know, how about this doozy? I saw this headline out there. I said, China wins the Brazilian presidential election. Yay. Does that bother you? You know, it's an interesting pattern, is it not? But it's not something a lot of people are talking about. Um, regardless, I, we need to zoom out, zoop, way out, because there are bigger patterns at play. 
while virtually no one is watching, everybody's glued to what's going on in Brazil or glued to what's going on in Russia, 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 or what have you, while nobody's paying attention, the United Nations has been conducting a high-level forum on countering terrorism exploitation of information and communications technologies and emerging technologies. Emerging Technologies, that's the title of their forum. And if you were to click through there and look at what they're talking about on this countering terrorism exploitation of information, what you find is that they are operating on the premise that the free exchange of ideas is a threat to the new world order. And this gathering of global progressives have cobbled together a brilliant plan that includes nothing less than, and I quote, initiatives to facilitate effective and rapid removal of terrorist content online, end quote. So they're going to facilitate the effective and rapid removal of terrorist content online, but how are they going to decide what is terrorist content, you know? And they go on to say, through, quote, threat mapping tools and definitional frameworks for terrorism and violent extremism-related content, end quote. And, of course, we know from our own Department of Homeland Security that uh, violent extremism-related content is completely associated with making America great again. Anything completely uh, remotely related to Christianity or America as founded. That's what the uh, definitional framework will indicate, I'm sure. Going on here with the globalist agenda, they say, quote, open source intelligence practices, the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms and counter narratives, end quote. That's how they're going to use, uh, that's how they're going to create or facilitate this effective and rapid removal of online content. They say, quote, counter narratives should be strategically designed with specific target audiences and objectives in mind and be able to adapt to changing sentiment and behavior of the targets, end quote. Now, friends, that's a doozy to me because they're using the artificial intelligence to create adaptable narratives. They're, they're counter narratives. So they're creating what I like to refer to as the anecdotal thought. But if they see somebody out there saying, you know what, this uh, this globalist takeover of, you know, and, and squashing of free speech is not a good thing, they can create a counter narrative that is very specifically adapted to specific targets. And it will adapt to the changing sentiment of these targets and the behavioral changes of these targets. Fascinating use of AI. Friends, and they go on also to say that they're going to use, quote, preemptive actions that are needed to mitigate risks such as improving social media literacy and deplatforming and content blocking and removal. Wow. Now, if the idea of the global cabal actively planning to implement this intentional suppression of dissenting expressions strikes you as a human rights violation of the highest sort, let not your heart be troubled, friends. They have clearly taken into that, taken into account that concern. I mean, if you're worried about this violating the rights of free speech and human expression, don't worry about it. Because they say, and I quote, in addition, they have identified several important steps to address human rights concerns, such as mandating oversight of social media platforms, empowering youth and women, and promoting alternate narratives that celebrate shared values, diversity, and the dignity of all people, end quote. Wow, shared values, diversity, the dignity of all people. It sounds great. Let's do it. Sign me up. You know, what could go wrong, friends? What could go wrong? 
They get to define the definitional frameworks that inform the AI what exactly constitutes extremism-related content. They are currently deploying this AI to facilitate the effective and rapid removal of dissenting opinions. And all of this machine learning can now adapt to changing sentiment of the various targets of state censorship. Huh, what could go wrong, you know? Add to this, friends, the World Health Organization's effort to immunize humanity against misinformation, Biden's own recent proclamations that disinformation is a threat to democracy, and big tech actively expanding its use of AI and manipulating the public mindset, and we end up with what is truly, truly next level indoctrination. We're talking 21st century indoctrination. It's just, um, it's mind boggling what they're doing and what they're capable of doing, but they keep putting it out there. I ran across something recently that was talking about uh, the, the out in the open principle. And it was, it was based on this idea that if you just do something terrible right out in front of God and everybody, that people won't even like, nah, that's not actually happening. I'm not actually seeing that from happening. Anyway, you know, it, it's it's all they put it in their own words. It's not me making this stuff up or the people who are sounding the alarm making this stuff up. It's that they're actually saying that they're going to use artificial intelligence to manipulate manipulate the public mindset. They're using this tool to immunize humanity against misinformation. And that should be huge, 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 friends. Uh, it, it, it feels like the walls are closing in on free speech. But this is really nothing new. And though the seasons may be changing, and they're always changing, some things do remain the same. So, which brings me to a quote here from radio's greatest of all times, the Maha Rushi, El Rushbo, the great Rush Limbaugh, who offers us these encouraging words. And he says, we conservatives are the ones standing for diversity of thought and honest communication. You do not hear a conservative anywhere suggest that anybody be taken off any radio station, television station, movies, or what have you. We do not urge censorship because we are not afraid of the free flow of ideas. Liberals are. They want to shut down anybody who doesn't embrace their ideology, and they want to criminalize those who don't embrace their ideology. Today is the race – it's the race baiters. Tomorrow, it's going to be some other cause. But liberalism is what it is, and it exists to silence people who don't agree. They can't win the debate. They don't want debate. They cannot compete in the open marketplace of ideas because their ideas are flawed. And airing those ideas makes it clear that they are flawed. That's good old Rush Limbaugh, a quote from April 12, 2007. I got the book, uh, Radio's Greatest of All Time. It's a great book. I was uh, super excited when it showed up in the mail. I was like, ah, oh, I'm reading through this. What an inspiring guy. Uh, he had a way of speaking truth and always encouraging his incredible listening audience with words of hope. Rush is famous for saying, you know, it's, if it, 
I'll tell you when it's time to panic. And he never said it was time to panic. Friends, it's never time to panic. It's always time to make a stand, to stand up and speak the truth and to spread this truth far and wide. The world will be a better place if you do, friends. And that is the message of my heart for today. And when we're faced with global censorship, the best thing that we can do is speak the truth and share the truth as far and wide as possible, which is why it would be a great honor, friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, take the time, find that little heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already. But above all, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Friends, get out there and embrace this magical, maniacal Monday morning. Have a happy Halloween, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah.